Hey listeners, Lex on the Decks here. Before you get stuck into this episode of Hot Girls, I wanted to let you know about something else you may be interested in. Though Hot Girls in its podcast format isn't releasing new episodes any longer, if you head over to my Substack, which is lexonthedecks.substack.com, you'll find more interviews and insight on gender minority artists and how to overcome any barriers to entry. You'll also get the opportunity to sign up to my weekly newsletter, Five Good Things. This is an email letter which will land in your inbox on Fridays, sharing five of my favourite cultural or creative discoveries of the week. You'll find all that on lexonthedex.substack.com. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Hot Girls. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to Hot Girls with me, Lex on the Decks. This is the show where we explore the mechanics of the music industry through intimate conversations on creativity and biography episodes exploring the lives of iconic artists. Today, I'm looking at one of the most influential artists who have ever lived. Madonna is the subject of much admiration and much criticism, as I'll explore. But what is she really like? And how did she become one of the 10 best-selling singers of all time? This is a lesson in independence by Madonna. Ladies, listen up. You're listening to Hot Girls. With Lex on the deck. We in the mix. It's fire. Keep it going. We on fire. From London for the world. Let's go in. Born in Michigan in 1958, Madonna Louise Ciccone was named after her own mother, Madonna. A middle child of six children, no doubt she learned how to find the attention in a crowd quickly. The most profound and possibly informing experience of Madonna's early childhood happened when she was just five and her mother died from breast cancer. Initially, Madonna couldn't really process or understand this loss, but she clung to her father's side for fear he would be taken away as well. Less than three years later, her father married the family housekeeper, Joan. That loss, attachment, and then feeling of loss of her father as well, I think installed an early independence in Madonna, that while she could enjoy the company of others, ultimately she was always going to be on her own. She was educated at public school in Rochester. The school was Catholic and run by nuns, and Madonna was described as a good student in the top 10% of intelligence in her school. 
She was also big into extracurriculars. She was a cheerleader, a thespian, a mentor for younger children, as well as other things. She's reflected in interviews how she almost wanted to become a nun at that age. But I think that was more to do with the costume than the vows. The first thing I found interesting about Madonna's entry to music was that it was dance she really honed in on first. She began dancing quite young and got into the University of Michigan on a dance scholarship. She studied dance hard, with one teacher noting that she practiced harder than anyone else. However, she wasn't great at being in a chorus line and dropped out after a year of university to chase the bright lights of stardom, starting with a move to New York City. Madonna moved to New York alone, knowing just a few friends and a few associates from dance whom she reached out to for contacts and work. For a period of time at the start, she lived in an unoccupied synagogue, (laughs) posed nude for artists and featured in a couple of short indie films. Art is important in our lives. Uh, I don't think people emphasize that enough. Um, And one of the things I quote over and over again in the show is that artists are here to disturb the peace. And so... And so I hope that I have disturbed not only your peace this afternoon, but... (laughs) You've always disturbed my peace, yeah. Watch the show, but I mean that in the best way. That clip is from a really recent interview. But I think it's important because it's the underpinning of Madonna that she's almost gone back to with Madame X, her latest musical project. This belief that art is important, it's necessary, and despite openly chasing financial success and fame that will never be satisfying in itself, is the art that really counts. It was during her time in New York that Madonna began pursuing music. She joined a band, initially as a drummer, but she wasn't very skilled on the drums and she really just wanted to be the front woman. Her and one of her bandmates left that group and formed their own, which went by the name of Emmy. Again, not a great band, but she was so ambitious that she managed to get them into a low-key record deal. A label paid their studio time and helped them work on their sound, which was rock and roll based. The label, Gotham, ultimately cut her bandmates. It was Madonna they were interested in, but it wasn't Madonna's voice or songwriting ability which stood her apart. It was her charisma and presence. Despite having the label support, Madonna's first break came from her own hustling. She recorded some dance-based tracks and having befriended the DJ at Danceteria, her local club, got him to play them and then produce her first single, Everybody. She signed a three-single deal with Sire Records, a subsidiary of Warner Music, and landed her first charting singles. During this period of time, she had no management and was in fact rejected by a few managers she approached. Most of her promotion and drive came from herself and people she befriended or charmed. It was after her initial singles went well that Warner hired a producer to work closely with Madonna and produce her self-titled debut album. Great, you're thinking. Madonna's now set and the runway to success is ensued. But no, she wasn't happy with the production style and so she sorted her own creative partners outside of that. Similar to what Alicia Keys did if you listened to the episode on her. One of the producers that she went to remixed most of the tracks and created an additional original song called Holiday the lasting single from that album. So the lesson there is, be the harshest critic of your own output. Will it do what you need it to do for you and your career? After her first album came the follow-up, Like a Virgin, and it was this second album which cemented her as a superstar. In total, Madonna has released 14 albums over a period of nearly 40 years. 
She's done 11 world tours, won two Golden Globes, seven Grammy Awards, two Ivan Novello Awards, had 12 US number ones, and was one half of one of the most expensive divorces in history following her separation from Guy Ritchie. There are very few people in any industry who come close to Madonna's level of consistency and iconic stature. Every single one of her albums has had its own identity, which she has embraced and embodied in her entire being. Her commitment to her craft and art is quite honestly majestic and remarkable. I think that you can never know what fame is going to bring you before you have it. And I think that it isn't until you become famous that you realize how superficial it is mm -hmm. and how it's not a goal. It's a byproduct. You know, it's not something... It's about the work. It's about loving your work and loving what you do. And um, I can't stress that enough. That specific clip was Madonna talking about her album Ray of Light, one of... I think, her most remarkable pieces of work. It really stands on its own, not in Madonna's body of work, but in music in general. But despite all this remarkable success and achievement, people aren't very nice about Madonna. I'm a 90s baby, and I distinctly remember the savage way she was spoken about in the media for being too in too good shape for the release of Hung Up and the Confessions on a Dance Floor album. Like, how outrageous for a woman of that age to be so strong and fit. When she pulled a stunt a few years ago and kissed Drake on stage, the headlines were, Drake grossed out, Drake disgusted. Drake took to his own Instagram to share how he felt about it. Don't misinterpret my shock, I got to make out with the Queen Madonna, and I feel fire about that forever. I'm going to go into the key lessons we can learn from Madonna. And for the first, I'm going to borrow a phrase from Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. He said, I'd like to warn the best of them, the iconoclasts, the innovators, the rebels, that they will always have a bullseye on their back. The better they get, the bigger the bullseye. It's not one man's opinion. It's a law of nature. Madonna is huge. Her bullseye is big. People come for her in a big way and they are cruel. When I said she could teach us a lot about independence, I don't just mean financial or career-wise, I mean emotional independence. Madonna has never needed to be validated by others. Even though she might have craved this, she ultimately just hopes to touch some people with her music and find her freedom knowing she did her best with her art. I mean, I have my days where I feel like a warrior and invincible, and I have my days where I feel like an open wound. Um... But that's human, isn't it? And also I think that is the, um, that's the journey of an artist. Because if you don't make yourself vulnerable, you can't channel creativity, right? And a lot of my pain, my sorrow, my suffering, my feelings of being vulnerable allow me to create. However, then I have to present it to the world and then I have to be a warrior and stand up for what I believe in, regardless of what people have to say about what I have to say. And also, my strength needs to come through in my work because I want to empower other people. So, I mean, that's the paradox of life. I don't think there's a really, a person who's just a warrior or just a, a fighter or just strong. Um, I think probably all the greatest leaders, sages, prophets in the world had their moments of vulnerability and that's essential. The second lesson is around urgency. In an early interview with Vogue, this is how they introduced Madonna. 
There is an urgency about Madonna as she thrashes through life that affects everyone around her. She has an unnerving will to express herself, to explore, challenge and discover, as is inherent in any talented artist. An early dance teacher also said of Madonna, she didn't waste any time. I think this was true even in the way she handled her relationships. She asked people directly to help her in her career. She didn't have time for games. She didn't maintain friendships with people who weren't on her level of hunger. And she has a reputation for being dismissive and disinterested in people. And I think this is where it stems from. It sounds like to me you are still hungry. I am. I'm ravenous. (laughs) Do you know what you're hungry for? Knowledge, experience, adventure, love, everything. Madonna. May you always be hungry, courageous, creative, and blessing the world with your music. I needed your guidance this week, and I thank you for it. Have a great week, guys. I'll be back next week, and if you enjoyed this episode, why not have a dig into our archive and learn from some of the many incredible artists I've explored. Laters! What up, let's? Surprise, good women were destined to rise yeah. Inspiring, celebrating, uplifting the new generation Some hot girls, you know the vibe yeah. All the hot girls come alive All Some the hot girls, you know the vibe All my hot girls come alive Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.